Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. Welcome to Post to Boss. Today's guest, Omar Syed, is the co-founder and CEO of Ties.com, which operates private brands such as Allen Brands and Sock Genius. He spends most of his days cheerleading, and everyone needs a cheerleader. He creates opportunities for his team and for his company. Omar started a traditional company while still in college and used its assets to fund others. He is absolutely passionate about the tech industry, the e-commerce space, and everything marketing. When he does get away from the office, he loves to spend time with his wife and likes to travel. He's an avid reader and tends to focus on nonfiction books mainly. His specialties include e-commerce, emotional intelligence, business development, deal making, building great teams, strategy operations, leadership, burger eating, and best of all, scotch drinking. Whew, that's a, that's a mouthful, Omar. How are you doing today? Good. How are you, man? Thank you for having me. Yeah, so it's a pleasure having you on. Um, yeah. So for the listeners, you know, obviously we got ties.com. That stands out right away. What else can you tell us? Something new. We Something we don't know about you, something you normally don't share on interviews. Oh, something I don't share. That's an interesting question to ask. <laughs> um so ties.com is a site that ties your outfit together. So we do everything from, you know, obviously from neckties to socks to pocket squares, everything else. And um, something that people don't know. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to tell you. Uh, so we are about to drop a line of um, dress shirts. In fact, let's see if we can actually see them. Um, you see that? This is, a bo- this is a boss to boss exclusive, everybody. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So that rack wow. that's sitting over there, that's our um, pre-production mm-hmm. uh, samples that arrived a couple of days ago, and we're so going through the testing process of it. Um, yeah, so that's something that um, I want to say the internet is, does not know yet. Wow. So Yeah, that, aside that- from a family, obviously everyone here. And a few good friends. Most people don't know that we're about to drop this line. All right, listeners, don't say we don't provide you valuable content. Yeah, yeah. Stay you gotta, woke, people. Yeah, you, you got to hear. hear. You got to hear yeah. first. That's All good, right. Yeah. You got your coffee going? Mm. All right. Always. Cheers yeah. to that. Cheers to that. Cheers. Um, yeah. So without, uh, without further ado, there was a moment. There had to be a moment, that turning point, when you realized this is it. Like I can't do this anymore. I can't work for somebody else. I can't sit in the cubicle. I'm going to go out there and just go full out into entrepreneurship. When was that uh, moment? Um, so I wholeheartedly believe for most people, there are more than just one sign, right? Uh, for me, it was when I was interning at a Fortune 500 company while I was in college, really believed that internship was sort of the key to success of at least understanding. Even at an early age, I knew that and if you're in college, please go intern and not just intern at like one segment of, of, of sort of uh, careers. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is don't just go to Fortune 500s and don't just do startups. Do a little bit of both. Just like in undergrad, they make you take a little bit of sociology, a little bit of philosophy and science. They do that so that way you can get a better understanding of what it is that you want. And it's the same thing with your career. You should do a little bit of everything until you figure out which one's for me. The best way to do that is while you're in college, hopefully the internship pays you or at least gives you a stipend. So for me, it was when I was at a Fortune 500 company um, right around the sort of corner from my school. And I just, I, I remember I was super excited the first couple of days. And I think that just lasted a week. And then by the time Friday came around, I couldn't wait to run out. And I realized this is miserable existence. Mm-hmm. I, it was for me. I And I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that people were really happy, but I'm sure there were some people who just genuinely enjoyed the sort yeah. of cover, as, as I like to call it, the cover of a corporate structure. Um, but I, I don't think anybody was like as ecstatic as I imagined people would be in their careers. And, and it was like the first 
at like the tender age of like 24 where I was like, oh, this is not, it's not what I want to do or 25, whatever, however old I was. But that was not for me. So, um, yeah, that was, that was my first sort of uh, aha moment where I was like, nope. Yeah. And it's not to say that people, you know, can't thrive working for a corporation or work their way up. Um, it's just for some people like you and I, I guess, for example, you just, you get that feeling and right away you sort of know, it's just like, right. You, you knew pretty early on. I mean, it took you a week and yeah, yeah that's it, took me a, it was so miserable because I had to spend the next three months at this internship, but I knew that oh, it wasn't, man. yeah, it's mm-hmm. even worse. Yeah. So, yeah especially with, like you're building up to it. You're, you're probably so excited to work there for, I mean, for years you were probably like, I can't wait to get into one of these big companies. Right. I mean, that's how I was. That was my dream. Yeah. Well, you know, like you grew up with, uh, with living your parents because then they tell you, they're like, mm-hmm. this is the end all be all, you know, getting a secure job. And I watched my dad who dressed up in a suit every single day, put on a necktie and like mm-hmm. leave the house. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I want to be. Um, and, you know, both my mom and dad worked like professional jobs and I really appreciated like them being home at five o'clock and all that stuff. And I, I've done the exact opposite, you know, right. so, yeah. yeah. I wonder if that has something to do with it because I, you know, I usually saw that too. I saw the nine to five and it's like you almost wanted to rebel against it. You're like, I don't want to lead that same life, you know, a little um, bit. Well, yeah. So I think what I, what I rebelled against were sort of like the conventions of going to school and the school was going to prepare you in such a way that you were almost guaranteed a secure job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think something interesting happened, um, in the, uh, mid nineties, just jobs weren't as secure as people thought they were. Um, and I think the industry was changing. And then I think also, and I'm a whole hearted believer of this. I feel that the education industry complex has failed, um, students and it's become, you know, about bigger libraries, bigger football teams, uh, more attraction, and it's become more about building the school's name, not through academic work, but rather through features, mm-hmm. you know, better landscaping, you know, we have the most beautiful, and I remember, like, even my, my, the school that I went to, I think it's considered, like, the 11th or 7th, I can't remember, I always get that mixed up, uh, most beautiful campus in America, and I'm like, what, what does that do for me? Like, what does that do for my education, other than, like, having a pretty landscape, mm-hmm. you know, to walk through? So, but as more and more colleges tend to focus less on academics and driving value and training students um, and, and admitting the right students, um, the less they become sort of like, um, they less become sort of effective to, to their students. Um, and that's sort of like, it's not just, it's, it's multi-institutional, right? It's not just the schools themselves that are failing, but it's also this, our entire cultural norm of like thinking about going to college and the idea of going into college you know, in Europe, and you come from Eastern Europe, so mm-hmm. you, you're probably really aware of this, but not every person gets the privilege of going to college, and not every person needs to go in college. And people who actually go into trade trade work, like becoming a plumber or going into construction or doing, you know, becoming a mechanic, those are highly respectable jobs, and they get paid equally the same, if not slightly different. But the truth is that, like, everybody is a little of the same. And nobody has to feel stigmatized, and that in itself drives a lot of value because it makes people feel like they're also contributing. Here we have these like standards, and so I, I have like major gripes when it comes to college, and and we now have entire generations of, of an entire generation of of students who are opting not to go to school. But what is so? What does that mean for for our future? Right? Yeah. Like we have all these people who are just gung ho about entering into the entrepreneur world. And I'm not here advocating for that, by the way. I want to be absolutely clear about this. I'm not here telling people to drop out of school. And, uh, and I'm not telling everybody to become an entrepreneur because I don't think the entrepreneur life is for everyone. And it's, it shouldn't be for everyone. So um, not that I'm going to keep dropping these gems, but the way you look at it, we'll take this, this, this is the way I look at it, right? The internet has made it really, really simple. I was actually talking to a, a friend of mine who's also very successful, Um last night about this, um, the internet has made it really, really easy for people to become um, sort of wealthy or financially independent mm-hmm. or millionaires, whatever you want to call them. The internet has, has made it easy, but I think um, equally as, as, as 
um, as it's made it easy, it's also made it equally as difficult for people to stand out. So I, I, there's this like bifurcation where like, you know, sort of like wealth, independent wealth attainment is, is increasing because the opportunities are increasing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also becoming equally as difficult for those people to stand out and for newer people to stand out. Right. Um, 30 years ago, I think it would have been like easy for somebody to uh, be good or be OK. Right. right? Uh, I think Brian Costello was saying this yesterday. Um, like 30 years ago, that would have been okay. But I think, um, nowadays it's not just good enough to be okay or good. You need to be like extraordinary for you to stand out in that sense. I mean, you can do that like with social media or anything. So I'm, I'm in no way an influencer and I'm no way like, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk or anything like that. But like, I've literally been stuck at this like one level of, 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 of followers and I'm not the only one I know. I also have friends who were all like stuck at this one level mm-hmm. because you have to think about like, well, what value are we adding for people to come and say, well, I want to follow. Exactly. Right. And so, but I, I bet you if I like started on this path, like let's say six years ago when Instagram first started, I would have been crushing it. Right. Because I would have been the only one doing it. But now like you get all these people who go on there and everyone's a guru. You know, everyone's an expert, you know, everyone's a crypto blockchain uh, expert. Everyone's a cryptocurrency expert. Everybody's a social media expert. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And you're like, um, okay, I guess that's what you do now. That's your life. All right. Do you boo? So I don't know. I'm in that phase where um, I, I. I don't know how do we get on this rant box. No, but this is great. Fifteen minutes to rant. (laughs) You you totally took it and ran with it. I mean, you answered like two things that I was dying to ask you later on, but you pretty much answered them now. So that that's great. And then I just had a show that we just recorded. It was for my last episode, and we talked about dealing with like the stress. Do you think that you know this? I guess that there's so many people now trying to do it. You know this. this this contamination. I don't know if it's a, like just there's so much people. Do you think it puts additional stress and pressure on? Because once you get there, you know you're you try so hard and it's just not good enough, right? It's just not good enough. Do you think that that adds to the pressure? Whereas if we did it a while back, it would have been nice. Yeah. And easy. <laughs> well, I, I you know for fear of sounding like a little cliche, but I think like the stresses were always there. We just weren't as aware of it, or at least it wasn't as prominent, right? So if you look at like your Instagram feed, okay, I, I encourage any like your audience, anybody who's listening right now, anybody who may listen to this later, I want you to open your Instagram feed as you're listening to this and just go to your feed and just scroll through it. You see nothing but people delivering good news, right? Mm-hmm, you get mm-hmm. these like at best one minute, but at least a photo of, of a moment that somebody's captured and photoshopped and filtered of this like epic moment in their life. They're either vacationing, they're, they're showing you tickets of the first class, they're like visiting somebody in a penthouse, they're like in an exotic, or they just bought an exotic, or their business just crushed it, right? So you get to have these like sort of nuanced moments of, 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 of someone's life, and that's what Instagram is, right? And you don't get to see the sort of like iceberg that's below this tip of, of, of this thing, right? You don't see this iceberg, uh, iceberg of like struggle and like tears and hard work and shame and nights and being broke. You don't get to see all the stuff that led up to this. So we're constantly measuring ourselves up to these like epic moments in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, it's because it's people you went to high school with, it's people you went to college with, it's people who were like sitting next to you in a cubicle next door six months ago. And and I have that. The internet is filled with people telling, uh, filled with people who don't have jobs telling people who have jobs to quit. And I'm always, I, uh, like I have this one friend who's like, you know, I won't say what he does, but he's perfectly fine, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's got a child, he's got a beautiful family. I love him and his wife and beautiful kid. and. They vacation all the time, but he's sort of in a, in a quote unquote corporate corporate job, but he literally will sit next to me in a car and we're driving to like, let's say like grab dinner or we're, you know, going and he'll be like, man, I really envy you. And, you know, like everything that you guys do, I'm like, you know, I'm like, why? Like, why is it that you do? And he's like, because we're always traveling and, you know, taking these cool, f-. I'm like, dude, like you have no idea. 
just because I'm sitting in, in like business class because I got bumped in, bumped up or because I have some points to sit in a business class because I have to go for like the 18th time to my facility in China because something broke and I got to deal with it. That That's not glamorous, bro. Like I make it look gr- glamorous, but that's not what you got to look at. You got to look at like everything else we're doing. When you walk in on a mor- Monday morning at like 6, 6, 6 a.m. and you're trying to get three hours of work and like something is wrong with the printer and stop printing labels, you got to deal with that, man. Like, like what do you, like it's not as glamorous as you think it is. So, um, dealing, I think like to answer your question, um, does internet make it more, more stressful or does like the onset of like more people getting into business yeah. make it more stressful? I think, I think what's happening is there, people are just like jumping these bandwagons, right? Like right now it's really cool to be an entrepreneur, oh, to yeah. be an influencer. And so I think that brings a lot of stress because again, you look at other people's feeds and you bring the stress onto yourself and you think like, Oh, well, why am I not doing it? Why am I not crushing it? The truth is I always tell people all the time, and this includes the people that, that are on my team here. I tell them all the time, you can crush it being somewhere and working for somebody and working for a great company. If you're in an environment where you have the following things, if you believe that you're respected, if you believe that you have autonomy, and if you have the freedom to do things and put it under your name and nobody's going to step on your toes, you're in, in an environment that cultivates uh, some level of respect that harnesses your talents and encourages you to go out there. Like we have somebody right now that's documenting this process of us doing shirts and I want her to go speak. I'm literally like reaching out to people I know in the industry, people I know who put on conferences, conferences that I've been asked to speak at conferences that I've spoken at. I reach out to all these moderators, to all these, uh, um, conference, uh, organizers and I'm telling them, Hey, I can't make it this year or I, I can't do it, but I have my director of product development who would love to come and speak and talk about like our journey making shirts and we're going to make the best shirt there is. You know, you'll probably get a, a lot farther in life than like going out on your own and trying to become an, an entrepreneur and having that in your bio. You know, I some people all the time like you want an entrepreneur in your title, go ahead and put it in all encourage. I'll give you a thumbs up. Right. And, 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 and so that's, that's, that's what I would say to people who are like, well, I feel stressed. And that's the way I would answer your question. Does, does like the internet make it more stressful? I think the internet makes it more prominent. It's more in your face, but I think the pressures have always been there. We've just been oblivious to them because it, we're not like throwing our, like I, the, the, the good stuff that we do in your face. Right. Like, so I think it's different, but the stress of, I think of all, has always been there. It's more prominent now. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And um, I, you pretty much answered the question. Uh, so, but w- what is there a tip you would have for, for the person that is sitting there in their job? Let's say it is your friend, you know, and he's working at that corporate job sitting there, uh, specifically where I was a year ago. I was sitting in my cubicle, just headphones on, pounding away for 12 straight hours, 14 straight hours, you know, out of tune with the world. Is there something you would tell that person whether or not this is right for them? You know, because because so th- like you were saying, it's not easy. I mean, they yeah. don't they don't know the headaches you get at six a.m. I, I, I play a game whenever I have a mentor. So I have like four mentors, and it's everything from like, do I drop out of college to do I quit my job? This is what I tell them: Are you ready to be the first person that wakes up, the last person to go to bed? Are you ready to clean out the trash can when you are ever able to open a open an office if if you need to open an office? Are you ready to work? every single day from your home and like be able to disconnect from the rest of the world. Are you able to, um, withstand not taking a paycheck? I didn't pay myself for four years. Like people like, you know, it's funny because even my team members here, most people don't know this. Only my business partners and I know this. There were months where I couldn't afford to like eat a lunch. Like I would go home. I had this like stack of like top ramen that I would buy and that's all I would eat or, those, those, those are like cups. And I still have one of those in my kitchen just to like, as a reminder of like how broke I was, but there's, there's a path that, that you have, there's a journey that's really arduous and it, not everyone's cut out for it. And if you've answered yes to all those questions, if your current situation is so miserable that you're like, I would rather deal with this than this, than what I'm dealing with now, then the following set of questions I would ask you are things like, Fine. Can you stay there for a little bit longer while you build out something? 
do you have a special talent that like makes you that much more unique than everyone else? Um, where do you want to start? Have you like done any research? Do you want to be a dropshipper? Do you want to get on Amazon? Do you want to be, um, do you want to start your own brand? Do you want to start your own consulting business? What is it about you that is so unique that you think you're going to make a difference and be able to enter into the marketplace and like be a contender? Um, and because there's like, you know, the world doesn't need another t-shirt company. Like, please, if you're listening to this and you think about you want to start a t-shirt company with some cute slogans on it, please don't like, you know, go on Etsy and just sell that design and call it a day. Like we don't need any more t-shirts. The world is filled with shitty t-shirt, uh, t-shirts and, uh, the world cannot withstand more shitty cotton being grown under really terrible, you know, like we have something like three feet of, uh, erosion on our topsoil every single year consistently because we grow cotton in such like a, a unsustainable way. So please don't, 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 don't go out there making more t-shirts. Um, but if you believe that you have something that's really unique, then absolutely go for it. So my advice to you would be internally be introspective, have some emotional intelligence, intelligence, have perspective, figure out what it is that, that like you are bringing to the table before you set out to do it. And then question yourself some, some stuff like, am I unhappy about my current situation because I see all of my other friends being happy, being entrepreneurs, or is it that, uh, I haven't made any moves in my own company. There are, I, I know people who are, you know, directors, um, director of marketing at wherever director of this somewhere else. And they want to leave. And I'm like, dude, yeah, but have you ever gone to your boss and said, Hey, like, I'm not happy and I don't feel like I'm growing. What can, what can we do to help me grow? And they're like, no, why would I do that? I'm like, well, then why do you want to quit your job? Oh, because I want to grow. And because I'm not, I feel like I'm not growing. Like, okay, well, can you do that at the company that you're at? I promise you that that company can reward you for it. And I'll say that with a caveat, I'll say that if you're not in the right environment, if you don't have the kind of like bosses or the kind of leadership that would help you do that, then fucking go quit and go do what you want to do, but do it in sort of a sustainable way. Keep your job until your side hustle becomes your main hustle, right? Yeah, because uh, th there are too many companies out there nowadays that are trying to promote that intrapreneur perspective. And then if they honestly don't give you a reason to do that and to learn, then why would you, you know, why should you be wasting your time? It's all about yeah. learning when you're, when you're working somewhere, like you got to learn as much as possible, grow as much yeah. as possible. And, and you know, they always say, if you're not, um, if you're working for somebody, you're helping someone build their dream instead of building your own. Yeah. Um, I hear that all the time. True. Yeah. And that's true to a certain extent, right? I'd like to think that like everybody who's here, everybody who is vested, everybody who's part of like our options options planned. I hope that they believe that they're making a contribution to a greater good to their own future. And we have those books open all the time. If you make a great, like if you're making contributions, we always, we, we have an options package plan together. You know, we give equity all the time to people who we believe are move, helping us move the needle, but you can't come, come here and tell me your social media guru or, you know, you're like, I don't know, like coding 12 lines a, a day or something. And then like expect, I'm not Facebook. I'm not just handing that shit out. Sorry, dude. Like yeah. I, I, I went hungry countless nights. Now I do it because I've gained some weight, but I went hungry countless nights. Uh, so I'm not just like handing you a piece of like what made me who I am today just for the sake of you like coding here or, or doing a little bit of accounting or, you know, like taking a few photos. It's not going to happen that way. But if you're moving the needle, absolutely, you'll be part of this process. And we have people here who have been with us for whether it's a short amount of time or a long time, and they've helped us move the needle. And we're indebted to them. And yeah. I absolutely. And if you're in that kind of environment, then you know you almost owe it to them to you say, do. yeah, you do. yeah, yeah. And to say, I mean, think about your business, right? Like, if mm -hmm. you have somebody to count on, and you know, as you're growing your business and you're like, man, I hope that person doesn't leave me. Cause I'm sure you've had those thoughts and like, and then like six months later they come and leave you and you're like, dude, why don't you just come up to me mm -hmm. and tell me that you're unhappy or tell me that you want something before you like go out. And, and then the truth is that like when you're leaving, who are you leaving me for? Right? Like some oh. agency. Great. Good luck. See you later. When you get a little bit more vacation time, get the fuck out of here. Good luck. Go.
I mean, and I say that all the time and like people, you know, like I'll tell you, like I have people who, who the average, the average team member has been with me for a little over seven years. People don't typically leave us. And when they do, it's because something happens in their life that we can't help with. So if somebody wants to have children, somebody's moving out of state or they want to do something that we can't fulfill, right? Like, um, somebody wants to become, I don't know, they want, they want to become a YouTube personality. Well, that's, we, I can't help you with that, right? That's your life journey. Or people leave us because they think the grass is greener on the other side. That pisses me off more than anything else. Some, with some people, I understand it less. I'm a little less offended. Your, your career is nascent. Look, you shouldn't work for me for, for that long anyway, and you want to go try other things, great, no problem. But people who leave us because they think the grass is greener on the other side, those people offend me the most. Not because my ego is hurt, not because like, I'm like, oh, like how dare you leave me? I have the best, listen to me, dude. We have free snacks. We do Friday lunches. We do a ton of company events. I do a 401k match that is at the top 9% of this country. I do um, um, an FSA match. We have nap rooms, dogs running around. The environment that I've created here is fantastic. So if you believe that you are gonna get this anywhere else, Mm -hmm. Good luck to you. And if and if you think that you need an extra week of PTO that I don't give you, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not here to like give you vacation. I'm here to challenge you to make you the better, the best person that you can be. And if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for how do I level up as a person, even if you want to become an entrepreneur in like five, ten years, or like in the next like three years, if you're here, you're gonna level up. You're gonna walk away with maybe you won't love me, but you're fucking you're gonna respect me by the time you leave out of here because you're gonna walk out. Look, there's plenty of people who are in my life who like help me become who I am today. I don't necessarily have a lot of love for them, but I respect them. Like deep down, I'm like, man, that person got me going. They probably didn't do it in such a loving way that I do it. Um, They're probably a lot more harsh about it. But those people actually like help me, like I said, level up. So you're going to be rewarded for it. And if you're here, expect that you're going to work. But yeah. That was another big rant. There well, I mean, now we got to talk after the show because uh, you got me. You got me excited. You got me fired up, man. What, what kind of packages yeah. you got available? <laughs> yeah, maybe, absolutely. Dude. You maybe to, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna jump ship. Quit the podcast. <laughs> quit hodgepodge. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we can do the podcast. Let's go. We can do the, yeah, we can do the podcast here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. I like your conference room, man. You got yeah. me sold. You got me sold. The, the shirts room. and everything. That it's the purple yeah. wall. It's that purple wall. I don't know like, if you guys could purple. see it. Yeah, but maybe yeah, this that that pinkish fuchsia colored wall, man. Yeah, and we have so we have um, every conference room has a theme. So this one, this one is like this with the chandelier. Mm -hmm. The other one, and by the way, not all of them have these uh, luxurious couches in them. The other ones have actual conference room tables. Uh, We have another one that has it's like like a brighter shade than this, but it's a different texture also. Mm -hmm. It's also a three D wall, and then we have another one that's more of a zen room. Um, that has like something else. And then one of the rooms has these like cool tufted padded. I don't know, man, my business partner does all that. He's super into this stuff. That's awesome, man. No, I yeah. mean, like, like Pablo, like Pablo says, you know, you got to look good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Your room's got to look good. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. All right. Well now, now that we got a great, great dose of info, I'm sure all the listeners, you know, you guys, you got some, you got some exclusives here on Boss to Boss. Uh, if they want to find out more about you, though, Omar, where's the best place? Obviously, we got ties.com and yeah, pretty much. I mean, the best, honestly, the best place to get a hold of me is um, on Instagram, um, and it's just Omar O M A R Said S A Y Y E D. I mean, that's one place, and then. Um, if anybody ever wants to send me an email, um, uh, o at ties.com. Um, if anybody wants to talk about life books, you know, business, happy to do it. You know, what's funny is that out of, um, I always say this when I go to conferences and when I do a, mm-hmm. uh, a podcast, um, especially when like you're doing a conference, people will come up to you and say, Hey, I'm going to send you an email. Um, I'd love to connect with you. Or hey, I want to do this collaboration with your company, um, and and I get that all the time. And out of a thousand people, maybe four will follow up, and then maybe one will actually follow through. Um, and you just and and I like 
I would never stand in a line at a conference to say something to someone and publicly say, hey, I'm going to reach out to you and then never do that. Talk about uh, lost opportunities. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. mind blowing. That's mind blowing. Yeah. And you know wow. what the funny thing is? People like us, that's what we're looking for. Like, dude, just yeah. reach out to me, right? Like, do it. And the first time I learned that was when I was 23 or 24 years old. Jeff Bezos said something like, you know, um, I give out my business cards and nobody really reaches out to me. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Who has this man's business card and doesn't like hit him up? Like, hey, like nice meeting you. Love to connect with you. I'm going to be in Seattle. Can I take you out for a fucking coffee? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like who doesn't do this to this man? Like uh, I'm sure it's different now now that he's the richest man. <laughs> I'm sure it's different yeah, now. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Mind blowing. yeah. Lost opportun- I mean the opportunities are there. We just got to go and grab them and take them and – but anyways, we're on now on to the listeners' favorite segment to the sh- of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. So the the rules are quick; they're easy. It's literally all very quick. So you get three seconds to at least start an answer. We don't want you to think too much about it. We just want you to go, 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 go with the okay. flow. And yeah. if we do go, you know, if you take longer, then um, my producer, my producer, we'll yeah. He's, 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 no, no, no. He's, he's the leg breaker. He's, uh, okay. he's, he's got the reputation. He comes down over here and I, I don't, I don't want to deal with him. You know, I don't, I don't want to have to deal with him because then I got questions to answer and whew, it's not pretty. So Fair let, let's, let's get, let's get it. So I get three seconds to answer each question. At least start the answer. Okay. We, we could, uh, we could elaborate as well or That's later good. on. Favorite book. Deep work. You're stranded on an island. What is the one item you want with you? My wife. That is a first. Wow. I can't <laughs> believe no one ever gave that answer. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Who has been or is currently your greatest mentor? My father. That is also a boss to boss first. <laughs> I mean, you're 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 getting points with the family here, left and right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know we know we know who you're sending this episode to afterwards. Yeah, yeah, Dad, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Is entrepreneurism a fad? The idea of entrepreneurship is a fad, but I think those who will survive are not. Okay, great way to put it. How do you drink your coffee? Black, no sugar. Always, Straight, always. I do. I do as well. Quick, quick, uh, little tidbit. I'm gonna throw out at you. According to the Huffington Post, the ones that drink their coffee black, uh, there's a good chance they might be psychotic. <laughs> so I don't. I don't doubt it. Who the hell <laughs> drinks this like this? You know. So it started a few years ago. Uh-huh. It started. A few, your 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 editor can cut this out. But it started um, probably like five six years ago. Mm-hmm where I really became serious about working out and I was doing like massive workouts. Like I hit this period where like in my twenties, I worked so hard that like, you know, like my six pack went away and all the stuff. And then when I hit like my late twenties, I was really disgusted with myself. I was getting married. I was like, I was, I that, that's fat. where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Mm. So then I was like, okay, I wanted, and I started getting into calorie counting and everything like, you know, when you calorie count, everything becomes an obsession. Mm. And so I had to force myself to drinking black, black coffee um, and now that I do, uh, or right after that, it just became this, like, why am I putting like milk in it? And why am I putting all this stuff in it? And I was never a big fan of like milk anyway, cause I'm lactose intolerant. And so, um, yeah. And, but now I'm, I, I can't imagine doing my coffee any other way. People think it's weird. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, well, is there a specific, is there a specific coffee that you do drink though? Like one mm-hmm. that you need any specific blend or beans, something? I, yeah, so I'm not as like sophisticated as I'd like to, as I, uh, as, as as most people who drink black coffee are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, like I just stop at like Starbucks or my assistant does, and it's not. I know it's not like, but it's the most convenient. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's almost like, um, look, um, WeWork isn't the best uh, place to do your work, but it's also like the most convenient because there's so many locations. Same thing with Starbucks, right? There's just like a notch above everything else, but not quite where you want it to be, and it's just good enough. Okay. 
Well, then, that being said, is there a particular food or item, something you take every day or you need with you that makes you different? You need it every single day. And if so, something specific. If you had asked me that six months ago, I would have told you uh, burgers, but now I will tell you rice and beans, brown rice and beans. Is there a brand? Um, so when uh, I looked closer to my parents, it was always my mom's rice and beans. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I basically now eat El Pollo Loco rice and beans. Okay. El Pollo Loco. That, uh, yeah. wow. All right. <laughs> well, I know. Terrible. Every single day? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, yeah, dude. I like I can eat the same stuff for like months on end. Man. It, it well, like cuts out. Cuts well, out your figure's pretty food. good for eating so much rice and beans, man. Yeah. I guess imagine. Well, no. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's only like, uh, I think like 360, 380 calories. Yeah, it's actually um, not it's that good. bad. I think um, no. they, get a, they get a bad rep. You know, some yeah. people are like cut out all carbs. I mean, yeah. if they're good, they're like unprocessed, you know, natural like it's actually not that bad for you it's actually healthy well so the idea now is my 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 assistant is is moving into a new house um and so but the idea is that she's gonna actually make me rice and beans in a more healthier way you know like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. brown rice and all that stuff so we'll see she yeah. wants me to get my mom's um recipe but i don't know how that awesome man love it yeah. love it yeah. hope that works out it will it yeah will. How do you feel about white socks with black shoes? Would you wear them to a conference meeting? Absolutely. Dude, I, I think that's the most offensive thing you can ever do. Like, like uh, who, who, no, what? Above the, who above the age has white socks nowadays? Like, look, if you're, if you're into street fashion and you got some like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like you feel like you need to spend $400 on some Veneta socks, cool. No problem. Do it. Like more power to you if you can afford it. Great, and like honestly, I don't even know if I have any white socks anymore. But I'm sure I would rock it if I was wearing some cool sweats or some joggers or something like that. But I think most men, if like, and Pablo will be the first one to tell you. Oh yeah. If 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 you want to look good and you want to be respected, like put on non-white socks. It's actually one of the reasons why I developed. um, So. I'm launching a, a, a luxury leather bag company, but it comes from my disdain from watching corporate America businessmen travel in business class. It's absolutely atrocious. Like I'll be in Shanghai and we're waiting for the same plane. We're all standing in line to get into business class. And you'll see this guy who you know is American because he's a little overweight and he's like rushing over. I don't know. For some reason, business people in America are always like Russian. They're like they're 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 like late for something, and he comes and he's like got a backpack that's like pulling his jacket down like this, his, his blazer, and you know that blazer belongs to a suit, and he's wearing these like jeans that are not meant to be baggy, but they're crunched at the bottom of his of his of his of his pants, and he's wearing the wrong shoes, and you know he's got his like shirt tucked in all wrong, and everything is baggy, and he's this backpack is like holding his, his, his thing down and, and he's like pulling something else and you think to yourself like how much stuff do you have to carry bro like and then like you know and you see obviously a European business guy travel and he's just like in a perfectly tailored blazer that's meant for him to wear with jeans he's wearing jeans that actually like are perfect to his height he's got like nice brown shoes and you know and and you're just like, what? What is the difference here? Like this, you know, he's like carrying a nice bag, and you're like, what, what is happening? Like, why do we have to look like this? And this man looks like this, you know? And and that guy, you know, what's funny? The the the, the one time that I got overly offended, I actually said something. But the reason why I said something was because these two were talking to each other, and it, it dawned on me that they work for the same corporate uh, mm. company, but one just happens to work out of Germany, and just one happens to work out of like I don't know. Iowa or Idaho or something and I literally stopped them both and said hey do you guys work for the same company they're like yeah and so I struck up a conversation at one point I was like so offended by how one of them looked I was like why do you look I literally said this I said it in a joke and I was like now why do you look like this and why does he look like that and literally the guy that like the sort of like the businessman that was like in America he basically was like oh you know like he said something like he literally the same shit that most most men say 
like, oh, I don't care about my looks. I'm like, yeah, but you're like offensive to me. Like, how can you not? Like, you two both go into a meeting. Who do you think gets taken seriously? You know, like, you tell me. And you know what's funny? I said that to that guy. And, you know, just in the sort of casual way you hand out business cards, mm -hmm. that guy like reached out to me a few months later. And he was like, I, if I had known Pablo, I would have like sent him to Pablo. But like, I basically, he was like, hey, do you mind like giving me some tips? I'm going to go to, you know, Macy's or Nordstrom's or whatever. Yeah. And then like, I told him, I was like, dude, whatever you buy, even if it's off the rack, just take it to a tailor. Have him like, you know, you don't have to wear a skinny suit, but just, you know, tail a little bit, make sure your pants fit. And if you're ever going to wear jeans with a blazer, make sure it's not from a, from a suit and don't ever fucking wear three buttons, dude. Like, you know, like in. So in any event, like he's actually like, I feel like he's much better off by me being like offending him. No, don't ever wear three buttons. What do you mean by that? I could take, I could use a tip right now. Um, so your blazer, like, you know, like three buttons are out. Although I feel like it's kind of making a comeback. But if you like, if you have a three button suit, just put it in the back of the closet. It might come back at some point. But, you know, two button blazers and, and jackets and don't don't button the bottom one. <laughs> man i gotta re-listen to this I, I, yeah. I got some tips for me but let's just say i got a style and you know really quick and i do it's just part of my style i, I do like the white socks you know and it's just um it makes me stand out no like, dude would you, would you okay, still never take me seriously you know well here's here's the thing like you know like these white socks are sort of like utilitarian socks like uh -huh. look if you're out to like go play you know moving day you're, you're you're moving you want it on great but i think like for most other people um for most other people like you ought to be wearing socks that are you know they have some design on them and 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 just you know like nobody above age you know like 12 should be considered like considering wearing white socks to the office or no i like that i, I like to hear a different perspective and uh you know it, when you when you hear it, it makes you really think about it. So good yeah. stuff. So, and then last one, last question. If you were to start up any company today, any industry, and you had that opportunity, you know, you had that capital ready to go, what would it be? Oh man, so many. Um, any company that I could start today, what would it be? Making you think. Well, the truth Making you think, man. That's what we do. That, well, that, that is absolutely true. That is actually making me think. But the truth is that if I really wanted to start something now, I really would, right? Like if I really wanted to start a new business. Honestly, if I could start over again and I like money was not an issue, right I think now, what man. I would want to – yeah. I think what I would want to do is be like something car related. Um, then I think like I would be around stuff that I really, really love and that's what I would do. Um, maybe like some cool, you know – all carbon fiber body kit for exotics or something. I don't know. I'm not the first one. Like, I don't want to be another Liberty walk or something, but I don't know. Like I, at least then it would be like something I, um, that's different from what I do now. Cause yeah. I feel like everything I do now is really stuff that I know well mm -hmm. and stuff that I'm expert at or, uh, stuff that, that I've done in the past. And if I don't have the expertise, I know where to get it. But you know, the car space is just such a, unknown for me that i think that would really be both challenging and also exciting at the same time awesome awesome well yeah. you survived i survived we got through the round yeah. we did yeah. we did we did we got some great answers there uh we we already elaborated on on all of them i think we're pretty good uh you we shared plenty of knowledge i'm sure listeners are going to find very very valuable once again everybody that's ties.com or you could just uh, you know email Omar if you want. That's O at ties .com or find him on Instagram, Omar Sayed, O M A R S A Y Y E D. Um, look up, look him up. You got any uh, any events? Anything coming up? Anything like you know you want to throw out at the listeners? Something they should be on the lookout for? Yeah, it's, yeah. If you're if you're local, so we have um, our um, biannual uh, event that we do called Style Guru Society. Uh, we do one on the East Coast and one on the West Coast. So the West Coast is coming up. We just had our East Coast one a few 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 months ago. Um, so our West Coast one is coming up um, at the end of August, early September. We haven't nailed down the dates. Um, but you can, um, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you, you'll see it. You'll see when the events are going to get announced. Um, so we have that coming up. Um, 
I'm actually, I haven't done any speaking events um, this year at all. I've been like staying away from them. Mm -hmm. Like about a year and a half or two years ago, I stopped doing them. Um, so yeah, other than that, I'm just really focusing on, on our own events. Yeah. I mean, it could be an event or if you have a promotion going on, if, uh, if you have something like yeah. that going on, they should be on the lookout so for I, So I, I actually just log, launched my YouTube channel to focus on, and I think, um, you and I just talked about this a little bit earlier about this idea of like mm-hmm. living in an immigrant household and, you know, sort of being forced to, uh, fit into these cubby holes or, or follow certain career paths. So the idea of this of this channel is to really delve into that and go behind the scenes and find out like what uh, what made me successful and my my trials and tribulations and I want to have my parents on there um, about like how much of a struggle it was you know when I first started I still remember my dad would call me at like you know it would it would be like six o'clock he'd be like hey you're not home yet and I'd be like yeah bro like my day just got started like you know he's like yeah but like I woke up this morning and you weren't home and I'm like yeah because I left early um, and that's like a real struggle right because they like they work really hard to get you to a certain level and they think you're going to follow their path and and do that and I think the people who recognize that especially at my age because something was happening in the marketplace where jobs weren't as secure the schools were failing people you weren't walking away with a lot of like tools in your war chest to say you want to go and become really successful in corporate America, that was sort of eroding at a school level. And then the the the, uh, the corporate structure itself was sort of caving. They were no longer as loyal as they were when my dad was in it, or they were no longer as like, you know, sort of like competitive, like in general, the corporations aren't as competitive. So they, they sway with the market swings. So um, while all that was happening, I just realized I didn't want to do that. But that was really difficult to tell my dad, like, hey, I don't want to be like, I don't want to practice law. You know, I don't, you know, and that was a difficult thing um, is, for me to tell is. them. I can assess right? that. And, I mean, I straight up. Right? Could you imagine like it's going a great, to It's a great like, idea. I love it. Uh, this YouTube yeah. channel. Man, I can't yeah. wait. To, I can't wait to uh, watch it when you when you go with us. It's yeah. Great stuff. So, uh, so I've, launched, I, I've done a few of them. And honestly, the first like five, six episodes says. There's a few informative okay, ones, gotta, and there's a lot out. of like. There's actually one with Brian Casella in it. You yeah. should watch it. it. It's it's actually from his birthday, so you should watch it. Oh, yeah, it's funny. Just now, just recently. Yeah, so he like it's like maybe episode three or four. It's uh, he had just moved into his new house. Um, it's good because we got a bunch of car buddies there. It's kind of mm-hmm. good. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Wait, so was that because I asked you if you got any promotions or anything going on? Was that a part of it? Um. Yeah. Sort of. Okay. Do you mean like promotions as in like me promoting a product or? Yeah. Like, is there anything uh, for the listeners that you want to throw out oh. there? Like if anything, yeah, if you want them to. Yeah. How about I, how about for your listeners, we do uh, 25% off and I'll send you a code. How about like, we'll say Miro uh, 30, 30. That'll be Miro 30% off. Awesome. Look at that, everybody. Yeah. It's a boss. Yeah. Two boss. Exclusive. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have to text somebody right now and I'll have somebody in the team right now activate it and we'll say we'll run it for like, how about six months? We'll run it for six months. But awesome. it's only for you, right? Wait, only for we don't me 30, or for my listeners? Yeah, for your listeners, but we don't do 30% off anymore. There's actually, somebody's going to hate me on this team because we've like said we don't want to run big promotions like that, but for you, for your listeners. Awesome. We appreciate everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if you're, uh, you're going to reach out to Omar, make sure you say thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's um, huge. I'll be sure to be sure to get me some more ties then. Yeah. Well, socks. Oh, oh. You don't need ties anymore. Do you go see a lot of clients? Um a lot of I, I I usually dress up I usually wear like my hodgepodge green shirts and if anything I throw a blazer over it. So okay. it's usually like a t shirt with the blazer. So not as not as much. I mean, honestly, I could probably work on my style. I gotta I gotta like sit down with you and Pablo and just yeah, you know, like get. Well, re- Pablo's probably Pablo Pablo's probably better than me. I'll just tell you, like, look, dude, um, looking presentable is important, mm-hmm. but like what you say is even more important, right? Um, but the initial when people see you, it makes an impact. It, it really does. And as much as we like, with it, it's just like somebody driving an expensive car, you know, like why do so many real estate agents drive nice cars? Why do so many business people show up to 
um, uh, to, to a meeting in a nice car? Why do so many uh, people want to belong to a country club? Why do so many people go golfing? Because it matters, right? Like that, unfortunately, that's the kind of world we live in. I, I yeah, wish that right, we, right. I'm like, you know, all being Henry David Thoreau, but that's not the truth. The truth is that we live in a different world and we make snap judgments. I like, no matter how introspective of a person you think you are, you still make snap judgments about people and, you know, and, 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 and looks matter. It doesn't have to be expensive. It just has to be nice. And like of the times, you know, you can't show up with, you know, a blazer meant for a suit. Honestly, we could, uh, we could probably have a whole nother show about that. We could have a whole nother show about having immigrant parents and, uh, you know, getting through that process. There's plenty, there's too much to talk about. Say that again. I said, let's do it. I'm totally down. You let All me know. Right. We'll, we'll do a follow-up in a few months or something. Yeah. Just let me know whenever. Um, that'd be great. Yeah, we have so much to talk about, so much good stuff. Uh, we really appreciate you ha- having you on, Omar. Once again, that's ties.com. Uh, check him out. Follow him at Omar Syed. Instagram, Facebook, right? Um, yeah. Instagram's probably the best. Okay, yeah. Instagram's probably the you best. Even my team members, if they can't get a hold of me, they DM me. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> hey. Well, uh, we'll, we'll find you. We'll find you. Everybody, and that's Miro30. That's the coupon code for ties.com for 30% Miro off. Miro30. I'm going to activate next, that as soon as we get off this call. For the next six months. And, uh, you know, thanks for having you on. Any closing thoughts as we close out here? Um, be introspective. Emotional intelligence adds 80 IQ points. So think about that and always have perspective in life. Um, I think we watch too many people doing too many things and we Mm -hmm. think we're missing out on it but have perspective you still live in one of the greatest nations there is even for the times and even though like we're under a lot of scrutiny we may not be the best in education we may not have the best health care but it's still a really great um country for you to have opportunities my parents moved here from from a third world country we moved to europe and had i had had they stayed in europe we lived there till i was 11 12 years old I have cousins who are doctors, lawyers, accountants, you know, professors, and right. they've done um, they've done okay for themselves. And I think that would have been my path, but none of them have achieved what I have achieved here. And I love them to death, and I think they're very successful in their own right. But that was never for me. And I think other countries, no matter how progressive they are, they cubbyhole you to a certain extent. And America, despite all of its flaws, we're still like one of the sort of strongest nations that there is. And so as long as you take that to heart and you take that, um, those opportunities, um, at their face value, I think you're still going to be really good. It's still the, one of the only countries that you can come and still be rewarded for your hard work. That's very nicely put. Great way to end yeah. it. Yeah. Omar, it's been a pleasure having you on. Same brother. All right. We'll be talking again soon. Cheers. That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two, boss.com. And remember, the time is now.